0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
1: The Squareball Podcast.
2: Hello there and welcome to the show. It's brought to you with Levi Solicitors. 10% off your legal fees, levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball Dan, Michael and Rob today on propaganda. Uh, If you didn't get the match ball over the weekend, just a reminder that we did say on that that Moscow is off with COVID at the minute, isn't he? He's on the
3: mend, thankfully. He's filthy and diseased. Yeah, and but he'll be sat back. Sat in his bed eating sausage rolls. He'll be back
2: when he's better. You're in the filthy chair there, Rob. Well, Although, Baradi sat in it over the say, weekend. I feel very privileged today.
3: <laughs> well, we, did, we all had a good sniff before Rob sat down. It's worth saying.
2: This is the show where we find out what's been said about Leeds United. We get reaction to the game at the weekend, both from our camp and from the opposition camp. It's on YouTube. It's on your podcast app as well. Comes in two halves. The first half is where we find out what RTSB Plus subscribers thought about it. They sent us their feedback on the match ball and the game in general to hear the stuff that they picked out from the game. And then the second half is where we will hear from the opposition fans. And we should, I think, it's important at this stage, don't you think, to maybe to lay out our terms when it comes to this show because it's really important to stress this is a legion United show. Yeah, <laughs> two components to that. Mm-hmm. First of all, legion United. Okay. Who do we speak to? Who's our intended audience then, Michael?
3: League United fans, Yeah, I would guess.
2: Yeah, yeah. Do you agree with that, Rob? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And th- those are the people that, that we're speaking to, aren't we? Now, opposition fans, very welcome, but it's very important that you know who your audience is, isn't it, and speak to that audience, mm. yeah? So, you, But you will get more out of it if you're a Leeds United fan. If you're an opposition fan, you might not get so much out of it, but you have to look at it through the prism of a Leeds fan, don't you, yeah? Mm. Yeah. And then the other element to that is show, where what we might do, because it's like an entertainment medium, we try our best to entertain, is to maybe adopt extreme opinions, exaggerated opinions, in order to. Although
3: my my misery is entirely real, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> based in, in reality, I have to say. But all, all good comedy has a grain of
2: truth in it, don't they? And we, we know we're not trying to bill ourselves as comedy. We're just saying it's a show. It's it's supposed to be fun, yeah. Hmm. And and you're not to take it all too seriously. Who would do such a thing? No, it, exactly. So now we've laid out our terms of engagement. Should we get on with the show and find out what Leeds fans thought about about this game? because if you are an opposition fan and there may be some who've chosen to listen, some who are desperate to listen to find out what's said, there'll be plenty in here for you as well, but just, do we to, do we need to employ a trigger warning? Because we, <laughs> what we may do, we may find at some point because we might use like, we might talk down about Brentford, we might patronise them as well, adopt that mm-hmm. sort of tone to use as a like a comedy device when it comes to speaking about Brentford to try and entertain our league United crowd. That's the thing I was trying to get at. So do we need to employ a trigger warning just in
3: case? Maybe we should have a safe word. Mm. Tell us more about this, Rob.
4: I, I think Michael, did you coin one? I'm not
3: too uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, I was told I was not allowed to use it. What's, what's no, don't. don't.
2: <laughs> Levi's solicitors wouldn't agree. What, what's your safe word, Rob? Oh, and when do you use it?
4: Um, just when I'm not feeling safe, you know. Yeah. Um, if ever that happens, but yeah, not a, not a, not a regular pastime. Okay. Have you got a safe word, Michael? Nah. <laughs> Will to, willing
3: to roll with it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Excellent. Right to the feedback that we got on the on the Brentford game. Tyler Roberts comes top of the list from uh, the Leeds fans because I did say it would be Tyler's day.
3: I mean, I, I put it there because you said it. Yeah, I was, I, I was listening back to what we said about Brentford actually to tr- check we didn't say anything to check my actual opinions on Thomas Frank didn't make it into the final edit. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, you did say within that that uh, that it would be Tyler's day, which I think we have said at least a I dozen mean, times.
2: I was going to say to be honest, it's that it's the whole stopped clock principle, isn't
3: it? Well, yes, but but he, he did score, so so that was good. And um, Nick R mentioning as well saying that he, he did well because he didn't do any of the Maguire cupping of ears bollocks he didn't go mental he just kind of did a that's a, that's good we've scored now let's get on with the game which I think is the right way to do it
4: and as we said it was nice for him wasn't it to get the song yeah and no one's getting carried away proclaiming that he's the the saviour of the season but as Nick says maybe just a small step to proving the doubting wrong and you know it's been a good week for him hasn't it he, he came on against Brighton looked good was alright against Palace didn't really do anything wrong and then he's got, he's got his goal finally so let's move on from there uh, loads of people picked
2: out Bielsa's tinkering, Joe, Ding, Nigel, Lawney, Philip, and someone with no name who's defending him. People saying it was disjointed, why when they took off Cooper when he got injured did they not put on Cresswell and then obviously there was a Click getting ready and then he changed his mind on that and put on Harrison. Uh, but we got better didn't we after that sub because it addressed the problem of us getting caught out on that
3: side. After Cooper went off we did, when Calvin went off we had another reshuffle I guess. Uh, Ding sums it up quite well really because he's kind of saying that Bielsa's decisions are increasingly baffling but if he finishes with it I'm just a bloke on the internet but Christ (laughs) which is kind of how I feel sometimes because I'm like I don't really understand why we're doing this this feels really this feels really overly elaborate to just to just when you could just make a straight sub but then I think Bielsa might have always done this but generally it's worked and so we go oh he's, he's great isn't he And knows what he's doing Well I was thinking
4: of the team that ended the game when Dallas was playing wherever and it was all very confusing and Rafinha seemed to be like a right wing back and mm. it reminded me of I think it was Bielsa's first season when we played at Forest and we went down to 10 men and his response was to just leave Pontus Janssen as the only defender and go let's just go attack and forget <laughs> it and I like that about Leeds and I love that about Leeds under Bielsa. And in that Forest game, we went from 1-0 down to 2-0 and, and still messed it up and lost 4-2. But you thought, do you know what? I'd rather just go for it and just throw all the attackers on and see what happens. Yeah, I do think
2: the um, the Phillips injury was probably more significant in things coming a bit undone than the substitution of Harrison for Cooper. That made sense because I, I did think we improved, but you know, there we are. Um, injuries actually have become uh, one of the focuses. Again, Nathaniel suggesting we're not unlucky with injuries that it might be uh, a bit endemic because of the the methods that Bielsa employs. Small squad runs them into the ground, you know, physical limits and all that. I've said before, it's one of those things, isn't it, with, with Bielsa's methods. It's like they work until they don't. You know, it doesn't cost you until it does kind of thing. Mm. It's, it's a binary situation, isn't it? As long as you're fine with it and you make it through, then it's not a problem. But if we do at the end of the season happen to go down and we've been decimated by injuries, then you could maybe ask questions, couldn't you? But unfortunately, it's annoying to have that wisdom after the event.
3: Well, some i mean some injuries like bamford's injury was a he got kicked didn't he against newcastle so there there are some that you can i think if someone gets booted you can fairly safely assume that's not Bielsa's methods but yeah it, it must be said that it, we do seem to pick up a fair number of of just fatigue injuries it seems like muscle injuries and stuff when people have even when people are training and it seems when people come in afresh they seem particularly susceptible to it like furpo and rodrigo and cock and Llorente have all gone through this cycle of seemingly getting a load of injuries when they came in, which might be coincidental.
4: There's there's two sides to it, isn't it, though? Because we've just had a week where we've won a game in the 95th minute or whatever, and then we've drawn a game in stoppage time. And as much as Bielsa's methods, you know, I'm glad I'm not doing them and Mm -hmm. going through the training, but they do it for a reason. And if that means that they can keep going and keep just suffocating teams right until the end, because the Bielsa ball classics of this beautiful attacking football just isn't really happening this season. So if they can at least fall back on those ridiculous fitness levels where they can just keep running and running and running till the end, then that's how we're going to get points this season. I think, well, that's how we're getting points in this last week or so anyway. So, yeah, there's, there's kind of two sides to it. And, I, you know, I'm not a sports scientist, so it's hard for me to say whether he is overworking them or not. There may be a grain of truth in it, and there's probably not truth in some of it as
2: well, in that, you know, I was it the first season when they broke down all the injuries by type and some were impact, you know, the great majority were impact injuries mm. when questions were being asked like this before. So there's probably some impact injuries in there, but maybe there are some, I don't know. We don't know enough about that to offer an opinion, do we?
3: And the, the other side of it as well, is you look at Adam Forshaw, who's not been fit for two years and has now played like three games within a, within a week and looked really good in all of them and actually not particularly tired. He still was running around in right to the last minute the other day. So mm. I guess with other methods, maybe you don't get that. You have like that he needs to play a dozen games before he looks fit, whereas actually he looks he's he's come as since he's come back into the first team, he's looked one of the fittest players in there.
2: People saying something's still not quite right, Aiden and Jack both picking this out, slopping us, bad luck, is it costing us more? What is it that you can't quite put your finger on that's not firing this season? Is that is there a thing?
3: Or is it just that we've plateaued a bit with the current squad? I feel like it's it's probably quite like a lot of last season was. It's just the end of last season was really good. So we remember that and we remember just beating teams quite consistently and, and occasionally. We've not had any brilliant performances, have we, I suppose. I guess there were, last year when we, we took Newcastle apart, for example, and even taking the game to, New- to Liverpool on the opening day, we've not maybe hit that level of fluency, not consistently anyway. We've had moments of it, but we've not had any, any games where we've looked, it's all come together and we've looked brilliant. But maybe it's all right. I mean, the thing is, the Premier League is hard.
2: I don't know if I've said this in the match ball or not. It's a tough division and there's a lot of teams of a very, very similar standard. All all those that are in that kind of middling to lower group of which we are one of.
4: I I was looking at an interview with Bielsa from December last season. I think we played two fewer games at that point. And it was just after we dismantled Newcastle. And he was saying, there's been more games where we haven't been able to impose our style than there has been games where we have been able to. And that is the challenge of the Premier League. Like yeah, there's some all right teams or there's some expensive teams or there's some teams that have been there for a long time and kind of know what it's all about. So yeah, you know, it's hard but it isn't clicking, is it? It's not the same but yeah, like you say, I think maybe last season there was a lot of this as well Mm. but we all think of the end and again, going back to how Bielsa works his players, maybe that ending was kind of part of how fit they all Mm. were that they could just Put the foot on the accelerator at the end of the season and finished
3: brilliantly. And we have done the majority of this season without Bamford and Ailing in the team as well, who have both been crucial. I mean, um, TJ got in touch. He's done some actual research as TJ. Why? I know. It's amazing, isn't it? Doing our jobs Start for us. Start a podcast, TJ. <laughs> I, can I mean, say. he's he's um, admittedly gone through total football analysis, but he was saying that Ailing attempted 15 more passes than isn't, any isn't
2: other. Isn't that the uh, the AKA for this show?
3: <laughs> <laughs> than any other. Uh, 50 more passes than any other player. It also included 20 high passes, which was more than anyone else. Mm. So. It's, uh, he also said best wishes to Moscow but I'm not going gonna... oh, ruined to his, ruined his hard work <laughs> there are not he <laughs> but yeah he does change the way we played as Ailing. we've we mentioned before the way he does kind of he makes things happen from the back he's willing to pick it up and just run into space whereas you get the feeling when Shackleton or someone is there they're a bit more hesitant and they, they kind of play it a bit safer Ailing is a he's quite a risky fullback but in a way that makes he pulls teams out of shape I think whereas at our worst where teams look like they just sit and wait for us to do something and it's, we struggle to break them down sometimes mm. whereas when you've got a Luke Ailing charging at you they have to all of us the winger has to move forward The space is created behind and all sorts unbalancing so. the opponent as that as uh, exactly. Bielsa likes to say in Bamford as well doing, doing the same from the front just making it harder for them to in the opposite way you know removing time that they would have on the ball
2: stuff in the feedback that you'd expect to read uh, like we mentioned Calvin and the loss of control there's no control um, that went a bit Sean Connery, actually, rather Sean Connery. <laughs> Steve Nichol yeah lack of control when Calvin went off a number of people picked that Jimmy Slip and Toby Lerone Kanos, got a few mentions in there as well. No surprises. Ref as well. I mean, the ref's going to feature quite heavily when we get to, around to heroes and villains, probably. So in, is so is Canos in the uh, in the main weekly show. So we don't want to necessarily double up too much on that. But um, neither came out looking uh, great in legion United eyes, did they? Anyway, I know we, we may have Brentford fans listening who who might disagree with that, and that's fine. We respect your opinion.
3: <laughs> on do. the ref, I mean, I think this is mentioned in in heroes and villains actually, but people pointing out that Dallas was actually fouled as well in the. The build-up to the first, he was what, kind of was he just like he got shoved off the ball. Well, I, I think there was a bit of there was a bit of both on it, to be honest. But it was debatable. I mm. think you've seen if if it was Luke Ayling on that side, he's making sure he's getting a free mm. kick out of that. Mm. Stuart Dallas has tried too hard to to battle with too to honest. honest, too yeah. honest. <laughs> he, is, he should have felt that he should have felt that touch and gone straight over <laughs> like a sack of shit. Yeah, because that's
2: what we you know again employing contradiction as a comic device. We can tolerate <laughs> it from our players, yes, but direct. not the opposition. Okay, Good. I'm glad we've cleared that up. A bit, a, a bit a like hot... when,
3: when um, Canos was going in the crowd. He's yeah. an awful bastard who deserves glassing. And when Rafinha did it, <laughs> it, it was great and dead funny.
2: But then, you know, it has to be said, Leeds fans threw some objects at Canos. Brentford fans threw some nasty glances at Rafinha <laughs> when he was doing that. <laughs> see, so so who's
3: worse? It shows the difference in, um, in ability as well, because Rafinha made sure he was further from the fans and walking backwards. Hmm and he was looking at him so anything that was coming towards him we would have dodged levels and to this
2: game etc exactly
3: canos yeah. idiotic ran yeah. towards the where the trouble would be and then stood there didn't even keep moving it's so, like if you're trying to avoid a sniper yeah. need to keep <laughs> need to keep on the move don't yeah, you Zigzag, don't you yeah. you gotta zigzag. Yeah. if you're trying to avoid being shot <laughs> so if you're gonna shit out behind a goal lots of zigzags well,
2: you see, what we've done now is we've, we've made light of people throwing objects from the crowd mm. so if you are of a sensitive disposition about that we do apologise okay trigger warning for you there we were picked out on the match ball, actually, by a couple of people, Roger and Ben, for it being a tough listen. I don't think we were particularly miserable on the match ball at the weekend, even though uh, Ben said, "Cheer up, lads! You sound so miserable." <laughs> I, just, I think we were just a bit tired because mm-hmm. we'd had the high of Palace through the week, and then for it to happen again. I mean, like I was absolutely, you know, the same. I was did myself an injury, as I mentioned on the. You match were concerned.
3: You were concerned about losing your leg. Were not you after the game? <laughs> I'm
2: pleased to report that I've I've retained the leg
3: at <laughs> one, one point you did, you did suggest after we'd start recording that you might have to go to hospital and you might have to put your jeans off and I was like I think you could, I think you could probably just take them down right. just pull them pull, pull them down
2: be quicker my calf was quite swollen there was no and the jeans are not they're, they're fitted they're not tight
3: or anything like yeah, that yeah but you've you know. got you've got the old man stretch jean haven't you of course
2: I have yeah yeah from next I mean they are next jeans not glamorous or, mm. or particularly stylish but very are elasticated and god they stretch those denim
4: look- shorts you're wearing today, though, look like. at <laughs> the, the hot pants. <laughs> Let's not give away the uh, give away the secret.
3: We are both wearing Christmas jumpers today as well, yeah. without without any planning, which is nice. These are last years, aren't they? I believe there is a new version of this yeah. um, in stock, which which I haven't got yet. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. You can see we've done a lot with the studio. Yeah.
2: Well, I do, I do. As I said, so you have a spare Christmas tree, which I will bring in. But um, I was running short of time today, and I thought, can I be asked going to the loft? <laughs> and the answer to that question, as you've gathered from looking at the studio, no. is no. No, no, I couldn't be asked to go into my loft, but I'm gonna. Learn, I'll bring it in for later on this week. Maybe we could make Phil decorate it, something like that. He's <laughs> not allowed to come on the show until uh, until he's done our tree. Yeah, I don't think we were miserable. I just think I was dead tired after that, after another kind of exhausting emotional roller coaster. Had it been like, had we gone in front like two 0 no, had that Ailing header a, had a gone in early in the second half, and mm-hmm. we'd run away with that game. Would have come in buzzing and enjoying it. But I think just to have gone through the ringer again,
5: mm-hmm. like
4: we did against Palace, I think was just it was tiring. It was all the jokes after Tuesday night was, oh God, this season's going to kill us. But then after Saturday, or Sunday, sorry, it was like, oh no, it is actually going to kill us. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard work. Yeah,
3: yeah, there's an underlying anxiety there, I think, isn't there? Even though the gap to the bottom three now looks fairly comfortable, I think there's still the, there's December is definitely a shadow, isn't it? Well, I was On gonna, the horizon, you kind of like, oh, I was going to say, you say that now, Michael, just park that comment until
2: we get to the preview section of the weekly show and we are looking at Chelsea away, then Man City away. And then let's revisit that, shall we?
3: Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say we're gonna lose both. Save that save that section altogether. Rodrigo's mum. Oh she's been in touch actually, hasn't she? Yeah, she, yeah, it's Rodrigo's mum who who has been in touch, um, apparently. <laughs> but he thinks um the Rodrigo benching deserved a mention. Why? Because there's some stats. Okay. <laughs> that says when he plays a full game. Why do people keep doing research to I know. make points? It's great, isn't it? Yeah. But basically if he plays um he's played three full nineties and we've won. hmm Those ones. So that's good. I think that's what he's saying anyway. He's he's played eight full
4: 90s and we've won three. Oh, okay. Uh, right. And drew four. What's the top one then? I I don't know what any of this means. (laughs)
3: I'm confused (laughs) by the presentation of these stats. Oh, no,
2: I see what's going on. Right. So of the wins we've had, we've had three. Oh, okay. Three have been full 90s for Rodrigo. I get you. Of the losses we've had, there have been five and one full 90 for Rodrigo. And that was West Ham and unlucky loss as Rodrigo's Mm. mum. And then draws, we've had seven, four full 90s. So eight full 90s, three wins, four draws, only one loss when Rodrigo's in the side. What's going on, says Mrs. Rodrigo's mum.
4: I know the whole narrative is we've got a tiny squad and can't cope, but is that just the uh, evidence that there is some competition for places in the team now that Rodrigo can't can't get in the starting eleven? I think he probably would have come on at the weekend, but the way injuries went mm. meant it was never really an option because we needed to get Bamford up, up top as well. So... Mm. Yeah, maybe just the opportunity wasn't there for him.
2: And there's no denying as well. We, I don't think we've quite figured out where he fits yet because, mm. you know, Roberts has started up front. Bamford's come on from the bench. So where does it leave Rodrigo? Has, has he fully morphed into an attacking midfielder now? And if so, when do you play him?
3: I think there's probably something in the... It's a correlation of the of the stats, but it's it's obviously when he when we play well, it tends to be against weaker teams, which is when he seems to be better, I would mm. say, whereas he gets he gets withdrawn in games when we... Don't have control of it, so maybe it's a that was part of the problem in the first place. I don't know if you're going to give him if you're going to give him credit for the wins. You're probably also in the games where he's been withdrawn. You've you've rarely seen him taken off and going. Oh, what's he doing that for? Mm. You can normally see why why he's been withdrawn. It's because we've we're not getting any We're not keeping hold of the ball in the middle. I'm
2: going to chuck two words in now: correlation, and causation. causation. Yeah,
3: exactly. Is that right? Have I got the right words? Yeah, there? they're the right words. Good. What do they mean? <laughs> it means that winning with him on the pitch is not necessarily we're winning. Because he's on the pitch, I think. Should we just say what you said? <laughs> yeah, it's fine.
2: <laughs> and Joe uh, brings up a good point, something that we should actually concentrate on as a positive. Being good at corners, and there's no denying Rafinha's corners are dangerous. They look dangerous. And we obviously got the equaliser from that one light on, from an absolute howitzer of a ball drilled into that area. Ca- just cause havoc, didn't it?
3: You know what he does with them? Kicks it hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kicks it right hard, right into the middle of the goal. But
2: I've, I've seen other players who will go down to do a corner. You know, they'll put the ball down, edge of the D, d the quadrant thing. Quadrant. quadrant. Yeah. quadrant put, kick it dead hard. Shite, it'll the first man.
4: Yeah, but that's because they're
3: not kicking it high enough. Right.
4: I mean, there was, awesome. that, there was that moment against Palace where Ali McCoy was praising Rafinha for his how hard and fast <laughs> his deliveries were and then he just spanked it right into this south stand. was <laughs> the opposite side. Have you it. been
2: speaking to I can't, I can't say. Is it confidential? I can't say. I've been speaking to. Patient confidentiality. Exactly. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I've taken the oath
2: that Ma- you don't You don't mention it. Mind you, As uh, there was that moment, and was it, I again, because we've had so much football in the last week or whatever, I can't remember which game it was, but was it the game on Sunday where Rafinha did pick it up sort of in the final quarter of the game and smash it into the south stand as mm-hmm. well? In frustration when you were just willing him to actually cross it in at that point.
3: Yeah. He's got it in him. I think the the nature of the way he hits the ball is fairly risky because he gets a it gets a lot of power and dip on it and it's the same with his free kicks and his shots and everything it means that when it goes wrong it can go fairly spectacularly wrong
2: joe does pick out um specifically says to me the last time we scored a goal from a corner it was paul butler in a 3-1 win <laughs> over sheffield wednesday in 2007 what about matt heath was, I was that, say, I that was before? matt heath was it Yeah, i <laughs> think so yeah right so uh conclusions from a leeds point of view not too many complaints but still a few nerves is it, is that fair to say i think
3: so yeah i don't feel i'll be I feel like this six point gap to the bottom three by the time we get to like four or five games left and it's six points I feel all right with it but until that point
4: we we were saying after the game weren't we that it's just probably going to be a bit of a grind this season and this is how it's going to feel I, I, I'm confident that we will hopefully keep that buffer and things will will be all right but I
3: don't think it's going to be that enjoyable I mean the form table looks fine doesn't it we're, we're like firmly mid table in that it's just that we had a we did have a poor start and we're still sort of catching up on that I guess in the And, you know, a win on, if we'd managed to turn that into a win, which for the most of the game, it probably did look like, actually, until they they scored, I, I thought we were winning that quite comfortably. We would all of a sudden be like, would we be eleventh or something now if we'd won that game? Yeah, so it's all very, it's all very tight, isn't it, around that space? And the, the crucial thing is that the, there isn't a big gap opens up to eleventh
4: or whatever. If you can get there within a game or two, then you give yourself a chance, don't you? But we yeah. saw it at the end of last season, you only have to put a couple of wins together, and then suddenly you're in the top half, and yeah. things look fine, and you, you're feeling great. And as we we're saying at the
2: root of it is the Premier League actually not very good, is mm-hmm. it? And it's not, it's not much fun to be in at this at this level, and you starting to get that first sense of. I think something um, Phil has touched on when we've spoken about, and we probably will do, no doubt, um, speak on Thursday about the increased 49ers shareholding. I think there is an understanding within the club that we can't be milling around in this group for too long because people will start to get a little bit antsy.
3: Mm. You say it's not very good. I mean, it, it's impossibly good at the top. That's part yeah, of the problem. That, yeah, yeah, Is that you just you do look at the, the upcoming games against... Chelsea, Man City and Liverpool and you go, yeah, it's incredibly unlikely we're going to get anything from that. But, but that's that's, but quite, is... that's quite dispiriting though, isn't
2: it? I and mean, we'll, yeah. we'll
3: come on to it in the previews is like,
2: when we get round there, spoiler alert, not predicting much from those two games. <laughs> but
3: there but there are equally, you know, 10, a dozen teams in the league that you think, yeah, on a day could easily get something from these games. And it
2: returns to the thing we said last season is as long as you, you beat the teams that you're supposed to, in, you know, in air quotes. Like Brentford. To, yeah, exactly. Because
3: I mean, really? Well, I mean, <laughs> don't need to say it, Michael, do you?
2: Geez. But, like, you know, for example, Burnley, you'd hope to beat Burnley mm-hmm. and you take that as a, a litmus test of where your season's heading. And the fact that we drew earlier in the season to them was one of the early causes for slight worry, wasn't it? Even though it was very early in the season mm-hmm. that we didn't really perform when we went there. But, you know, they're tough.
3: They are. And um, my, my kind of hope is that they their American owners panic and sack Deitch Yeah. Because they'll see themselves in the bottom three. And I think they've got, it's been a, a leveraged buyout and stuff, hasn't it? So they've got a load of debt riding on the fact that Burnley can continue to be. Grow and I, listened, I once listened to their owners talking about their plans, and it was that they think they can like commercially exploit Burnley more and make more money from it all. And I was thinking, I'm not sure. Can you though? Not
2: yeah. I was <laughs> I think where's the where's the mass appeal in Burnley, and that's with no disrespect, you know, like obviously,
3: hmm. um, no no disrespect to them, but yeah, I don't see them as being because
2: we like to respect other teams because we're all
3: part of the football family, obviously, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think if they could sack Dykes, that'd be great because then they'd be able to try probably employ like Steve Bruce or something who would send them down with as many points as he takes over are you just trying to get out of doing an impression when we play them next (laughs) ideally yes (laughs) it will be the middle of winter won't it then my throat may already be a bit sore so yeah if we could avoid that excellent
6: how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment
2: First half of the show is where we look at what's been said from a Leeds point of view. Now we dive into the opposition fans. I've got a feeling this is going to be fun, but before we get there, I just wanted to ask, have you um, heard of the Amazonian tree frog?
3: Uh, not, not specifically.
2: It's just a frog that lives in trees in the Amazon. I guess that, yeah. Yeah, hence, hence <laughs> the name. And what it's got, it's, it's one of the animals with one of the thinnest skins. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, in the world. And that's because, did you, did you know that frogs breathe through their skin? Oh. And not only that, but the amazonian tree frog it's those those really bright ones, and basically, the rule of thumb is the brighter the frog, the more poisonous it is. Mm. It secretes poison out through its skin, so if you touch it, it can really mess you up. I've got a feeling in this section. we're gonna hear something from creatures with thinner <laughs> skins than the Amazonian tree frog. Shall we get into it bless them
3: let's. well let's let's start with someone who who's um despite being very young, very level headed very wise. Pretty wise, yeah. This wow, is goes for a head on young T- shoulders. T W eight is what um, he he goes by on YouTube. It's that you'll have seen some of his footage because it was the it's his footage of Rafinha. Um, so he's
2: right down the front in the away yeah, fans, isn't he? He's, yeah, in, yeah. he's in
3: the away end, so he, it's his clip of Rafinha, um, kind of pointing at the badge and shouting at them a bit. But it, this is him leaving the ground, and he's um, yeah off there.
7: So Brentford, I've just drawn two all with Leeds at Ellen Road, and. You know, before the game I said to all and the sure draw would've been a good result to be fair. Like it means we stay above leads, but you know, when you concede with about sixty seconds left, it always hurts. You know, what could have been we were really close to a crucial win. Uh but Patrick Pantford popped up with a late equalizer and to be fair, it was probably deserved. You know, their keeper didn't have to make many saves. Alvaro in our goal did. He made couple decent saves, a worldy one as well. They scored a goal in the first half, we probably should have defended better. Um, we needed a Baptiste Worldy to get us back into it and then Sergi Canos scored a nice goal, um, which is good to see. And... I thought Christian Norgaard was really good for us as well, ever consistent he is. And I must also say, the Leeds atmosphere was brilliant, it definitely lived up to expectation. It's definitely one of the best atmospheres in the Premier League. You know, without Ivan Tony, it's really not a bad point away from home, but it could have been more. Balanced. You see,
2: that's what you want from fan media, don't you? A really balanced approach <laughs> to uh, to covering your team's games. But I thought that that's some absolutely fair points in there, one of which is Brentford are above Leeds. That is noted. It's an important point to mm. note, isn't it? Um, yeah. And that's something they've got over us, and they, they can they can and should use that. But I thought he was probably right about the game overall as well. We probably deserved a draw out of that. I yeah, it's fair to say. If you, if you look at the momentum graph, who is it that it's for score, isn't it, that do the momentum graphs? Mm. It's Apart from that early spell when they had a bit of a run at us and then we scored, it's mostly us apart from that spell in the second half when they scored. So it went both ways. We probably had more of the attacking all in all.
3: Yeah, I'd it, it not really consider the point that Melier not particularly made any saves. So yeah, fair enough. I've got one other clip from him, which is his live footage of the second goal. And I've included this because I need, I need your opinion on it. I noticed it in the YouTube comments, and I went back and listened to it. I think there's a a grown man who's a Brentford fan doing "sue" after when Brentford score a goal, right? Which is really odd. But uh, it, I might be it, wrong. It I, might, all, be, I it, might be mishearing it. And it the, person who, the person whose comment I picked up on YouTube, I may have misheard. I may, remem- they may have misinterpreted Mike, it. As just well. remember,
2: just because we don't want to be too critical of Brentford, okay? well, because people don't want to hear that.
3: The lad doing the video is doing some good, like. Um, sort of screaming and cackling on it as well which is, which is quite good I don't mind that uh, uh,
7: uh, uh. Right, folks.
5: Oh,
8: I
2: think you might be right there that's weird isn't it that is that's a suit yeah no no, 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 no. Kick him out of the league. Michael, that's not, that's not very generous spirited, is it? Goodness well, me. Possibly not. After you said in our previous podcast, which I really objected to you saying that Brentford shouldn't be in the Premier League, I'm disappointed now. Mm, Are you disappointed in yourself?
3: Um, no, I think that is I think that is a really solid reason to kick a team yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely sickening right. scene. We don't want to see that sort of thing. I'd well, rather a return to the hooliganism of the 80s than have grown men who sat shouting Sue for a player a player who doesn't even play for their team. It's bad enough for Man U fans do it.
2: Yeah. Did you see that picture of uh, Ronaldo when he took the penalty and he's doing that stupid thing and there's just dozens and dozens of fans all with phones pointing mm. at him?
3: The worst one is there's a bloke who's obviously taking a selfie video of him with him on it and Ronaldo in the background. So essentially he's watching the winning penalty be scored Jeez. on a tiny rear view mirror because he's f- busy filming himself with Ronaldo in the background,
2: I have similar ob- objections odd. to people who go to concerts and spend the whole concert mm, filming mm. it because all you're seeing is the concert through a, a phone lens, and you're not living
3: it. You're not there in the moment. And also, if you, I don't know if you you've seen these days, but like Leeds do these all the angles mm. things. For goal scored in the Premier League, there's loads of video of it. Mm. If you want, if you want, <laughs> if you want to see it again, just watch one of them. Watch one of the eight cameras that points at the goal for for ninety minutes of an entire match. Shall we um, move on to Be Sotted? go on
2: uh, who they if you saw Twitter on uh, Sunday night they'd they cottoned onto our our uh, Brentford preview which you know every week if you're a regular listener you will know the middle third of the weekly podcast it's a preview section about the teams that are, we talk about the opposition team that's coming up because that's obviously what a preview mm. is isn't it you talk about y- your opponents so we did that we were a little bit disparaging about Brentford in ways that we will uh, well should we, should we talk about satire now or should we hit some clips <laughs> first? Because I've gone in so far as to start reading about definitions of satire, and it could get
3: quite lengthy. <laughs> um, I, don't know, I've, I don't know what you've prepared here, so, I mean, keep it brief. Right, so in short, they've had a pop at us
2: about the tone of our podcast, in which you said, Michael, for example, that you, they had no right to be in the Premier League and only teams that should be in when you were, like, 13 yes, should be in it, okay?
3: Yeah, Sheffield Wednesday... Yeah, Oldham, Swindon—they can be in the Premier League. Yeah. QPR,
2: QPR, obviously—that's the first one you'd put on top of the list. Yeah, they big, should. They big, should big be regular West London club like them. Exactly, know, like Trevor Fine. Sinclair, Les Ferdinand, and stuff. Yeah, but you used it as a as a comedy device. So let's let's just pause it there, and then we'll come back to the idea of satire, okay? Because you've actually contradicted yourself. Because I went back and listened to when Brentford got promoted, and do you know what you said in our podcast? They deserved it. Well, oh, they did.
3: Yeah, hey, but um, the previous bit wasn't about what they deserve. Yeah, it's about what <laughs> I think should happen.
2: Yeah, and, being, being and I think the Pre- they
3: should. And I think they should be put back to League One.
2: Being in the <laughs> Premier League, it's a feeling, isn't it? It's but not exactly. about it's not about what you've earned or anything like that. It's about it's like when Huddersfield
3: were in there. Yeah. I, I, they they deserve it too because they, they got up, and that's how leagues work and how playoffs work. That if you go up, you deserve to go up.
2: So, because what what you've done, you see, is you've adopted a contradictory position to the one you previously mm. had as a device to kind of hold up a mirror our own sense of entitlement, isn't it? It's, mm. it's a comedy device, so we can laugh at our own 16 years out of the Premier League and the absolute... Which, eg- were,
3: which were fully deserved. Yeah,
2: and the existential terror we go through every <laughs> single week in games like this, games like Palace, about losing that and falling out of the division again. And therefore, you're, kind of, you're subverting those things, aren't you? You're subverting our own paranoias, mm. basically. So we can laugh at ourselves, and we disarm ourselves, and we don't get too caught up in it just a comedy device and the, the
3: reason we had that many years outside the Premier League is because mainly we had a really really bad football we team we were shit weren't we for, for a lot of it <laughs> and, we had bad, and bad therefore, owners therefore yeah. it would have been very hard to argue that we should have been in there and yet we should have been in there mm-hmm. because of, because because of who we are exactly uh, yeah. they should have they should have seen <laughs> they should have seen how many League 1 playoff final tickets we could have sold and yep. got even played the game they should have gone <laughs> do you know what lads straight to the Premier League you go and we'll, then pull the doors open for you and
2: then pull up the drawbridge Exactly. Straight afterwards because that's what's important, isn't it? <laughs> uh, okay, so let's go back to the start of this. We had, said, we had a little bit of a pop at them. You suggested, you know, they should be replaced by other teams. I had a little bit of fun at BeSotted's uh, expense, knowing because I've seen occasionally the stuff that's come out of them, um, like you know about how upset they get at other fans and mm-hmm. things like that. We were a little bit upset at Thomas Frank's hair and his ears. We poked a bit of fun at that, which was which was a very very cheap shot, we'll admit. And we also said that Pontus wouldn't be happy playing in a seventeen thousand seat stadium, didn't we? Yes. That was probably the sum total of our crimes. Okay. So let's I find out. I, I, must,
3: <laughs> I didn't expect to have as many clips as we have got.
2: Is this going to be a long show?
3: Is that I'm just looking at the just, time already. They just kept talking about yeah. our podcast, yeah. which was weird. I was so, worried what we'd said about them because I thought, oh,
2: Christ, we must have said something really bad. Yeah, I listened back. It, it was just some cheap shots around commonly trotted out tropes that have been taken
3: absolutely seriously by hmm. the sounds of it. And it's nothing that, like, we're about to do the same um, about. Man City and Chelsea as well in yeah. a minute we're about to have and if you go back slag at like, off various things
2: about them if you go back and listen to like the Norwich one we said they had no business being in the Premier League either because they're not <laughs> even trying
3: yeah I mean just, Norwich in fairness do pass my test of being allowed to be in yeah. the Premier League but I feel like they've been because they keep coming up and absolutely stinking the place out they've kind of had their turn yep. so they should now be forced to stay in the Championship for at least a decade because
2: they're not even trying exactly yeah put some effort in off you go now Brentford are putting effort in but we're still not allowing them in mm, correct Right, so let's go to the start of the Besotted clips then. And we should say as well, just to reiterate what we are saying at the start of the show, like, there's nothing special about this. We do this every week. This is a sh- this is called propaganda, which you know we find out what's being said about Leeds United. Mm. So that includes opposition fan channels. Every week, every club. We'll do it next week with Chelsea and Man City, where they'll no doubt be laughing at us. That's the point of it. You just laugh at it, don't you? Okay,
3: uh, so we're outside the ground now, are we? Yes, he's talking to Leeds fans at this point. Right. But, He's talking to Leeds fans about what we'd said about them, mm. which, with the best will in the world, I'd love it if every Leeds fan <laughs> listened to this, but they don't.
2: <laughs> okay, here we go.
1: It's interesting. We were listening I have to bring it. We were listening to the Square, Square Ball podcast on the way up, and they were less than complimentary about Brentford. I have to say, they uh, well, they didn't even think we should be in this league, and uh, they didn't think that we'd win today, and they just thought they hated Thomas Frank and they just hated everything about Brentford. Um, you've got to listen. You've got to pay, a, but I'm just going to say to you as a Leeds fan, you've got to pay at least a little bit of respect to us. We got we got less fans, we have got less money, but we're a bit higher than you in the team in the league. You know what I'm saying? They're not being, but you know what I'm saying. So I'm not saying listen to that podcast. That was a that was a disrespect, though. You know what I'm saying?
2: They were spreading the word though, which is good of them, telling Leeds fans to listen to it, which is actually what we're trying to do. So if they're doing that on our behalf, thank you, lads. Pre- we, appreciate we it. We said they won't win today, and they didn't. Mm. So we were right. I know. <laughs> I will and, say. And, hey, and James, point out, returning to the theme, he's pointed out they're above us in the table. Again, an important point mm. to note when it comes to us taking the piss out of them, they can come back with that.
3: And yep. also, we hate everything about Brentford. I really don't hate anything about Brentford.
2: There's nothing hateable about no. Brentford. I mean, Thomas Frank's a bit objectionable when he's chewing yeah. his gun with his mouth open and his hair's questionable, but it's just cheap shots, isn't it? Yeah,
3: like there's, there are several things about Chelsea that I hate. We'll come on to probably. Talking about scum, even people like Villa, there are kind sort of hateable aspects to yeah. Brentford. It's
2: indifference, isn't it? Not oh, really? Yeah. Christ, careful, Rob. Now, oh, just sorry, you're letting us down again. I'm being disrespectful, aren't I? You uh, are. That's not on. Yeah, and and heaven forbid we'd be disrespectful about opposition teams. On when well, you know when, when we were saying at the start of the show about it being a Leeds United show mm. and what our our audience, Leeds United fans, might expect to hear and want to hear that might make them laugh.
3: Let's just get the tone right. Anyway, he's, he's talking to another Leeds fan here.
1: Yeah, so so it's one of the something. So for Leeds United, I mean, where is it for you? I mean, the, again, we talked about, and I have to say this again, we listened to the Square Ball podcast. If you check it out, the December the second episode, around about 30, 35 minutes in. Let's just say that they weren't too pleasant about Brentford, Thomas Frank, about us, about Besotted, about anything like that. They just completely tore us to pieces, like, you know, saying that Brentford should not be in the Premier League. They can't understand why we're here, why our manager, they don't understand why everyone loves us in the media. Honestly, they just tore us to pieces and the fact is that, you know, yeah, which is is interesting, you know what I'm
2: saying? (laughs) I feel like I've seen that movie before. Yes. Yeah, Uh, but I mean, you know, like we go back to last season. You know, we were media darlings for a bit for bringing this exciting swashbuckling football mm-hmm. to the Premier League. Didn't like that either. Don't want to be media <laughs> darlings. And again, so holding a light up, holding a mirror up to ourselves here about being media darlings. So if you're a Leeds fan and you listen regularly, you'll understand that because it's a show aimed at Leeds fans, isn't mm-hmm. it? So anyway, um, is he asking more Leeds fans about this, it outside this, the ground?
3: This is um, with a Brentford fan, right? So this is where this is where we discover the kind of origin of of his previous questions, where he's been. There's been, I don't know, how, I don't know if it's a bus, a car or what, but they've, they've been listening to it. A vehicle
2: as a group. Theory. I
3: don't know if there's a big Brentford WhatsApp group and everyone's been on the way down independently and well, maybe.
1: Like, they, well, I mean, get I think this on. You need to get this on and 35 listen 35 minutes it. In. Well,
2: the probably all came on the same bus. Well, I? potentially, yeah. Yeah, have a listen.
1: So like I said, we had a little journey out. We had a little bit of a laugh. I know I keep going on about this, but it really did wind us up. And if we had got that victory today, it would have been wicked, you know what I'm saying, actually kind of just going back to that. But the disrespect that was shown from the Bees on the <laughs> Square Ball podcast. The second time as well, it's happened in four weeks. It's all about Obsessed. They say that they don't even care about us, but literally they spent about 20 minutes talking about us and talking about this and talking about how we shouldn't be in the league and talking about how we are and, you know, saying that we shouldn't be there. And we're thinking, hold on a second, we're above you in the league. We're not even in the league, but we're actually above you. And they're talking about us like we weren't even there. And we went inside that game today with an understrength side, with an injury-ravaged side of the COVID-ravaged side, and they still couldn't get three points, could they?
5: Couldn't do, couldn't do. I'll tell you what, honestly... I was was like, you know what? Obviously, you're going to the away game. You're you're buzzing about the game. But after we listened to that podcast, I was livid. I was well up for this game. I was like, bring it on. You know, kind of, you know, a bit of a Keegan-esque kind of I'd love it if we beat them sort of feeling. You know, and I just thought, you know, they have a bit of manners. And there was no manners on that podcast. They were just going on on one. You know, they were going on about Frank. They don't like him, about this, about that. You know, about us being lucky to team's been lucky to be in a premiership. You know, we've earned our way we've out our way to get into the premiership and we've shown that we're of a, a quality size. You know, but they were bitter and twisted, honestly, it was crazy. So we you know we so were
1: thirty minutes th- in, the December the second, Square Ball podcast. Honestly, check it out, it'll make you smile, Brentford fans.
5: <laughs> it'll make you smile, it'll make you laugh it'll make you be like, Oh, we should have got three points but you know, obviously you, you know, today I would have been happy walking away with, with a draw which we have, but to have got three points after listening to that podcast I'd have been laughing.
2: <laughs> I mean they're so close as well. It's like you said, it, it makes us smile and laugh. That's where it needed to stop. Just laugh it off. You're above <laughs> us at the table. It was the manners though, the yeah. lack of manners. So let's address some of the points in there. First of all, he brought out Obsessed because we talked about them twice in recent shows, one of which was in the Brentford preview section, which, I don't, don't, again, regular listeners will know we do a preview section every week of the team we're going to play. It is generally
3: quite light on them. Facts as well, yeah. <laughs> which again it's,
2: is is the is the tone of the show, yeah. and, it, it? and it
3: is often bitter and twisted. Yeah, that section. Well, as well, can I come I mean, back? Yeah, to... We are bitter and twisted. <laughs> anyway, to be fair, we'll yeah. go to
2: the, ne- the next part of the satire um, lesson in a minute. I just need to address the COVID ravaged thing. They lost one player.
3: Yeah, ravaged is not no. Where Moscow's? W- I was going to say we're a ra- COVID ravaged podcast. Aren't De-
2: we? Decimated <laughs> by COVID and manners. Well, I mean, if you want manners, why are you listening to opposition podcasts?
4: It gets a bit. uh Frank Lampard with a touchline code, there, doesn't it? When you yeah. talk about manners and respect,
3: like no, we trash everybody. <laughs> and the thing is, yeah. like, if, they'd be, if they were in here and we were just chatting to them, we'd get on absolutely <laughs> perfectly well yeah. with them because yeah. we're not going to.
2: That was the point I made on the on Twitter at the weekend. It's like it's just a daft knockabout on yeah. the internet. We're we're just taking the piss out of every, every single weakness that that we can possibly think to exploit. Right. So I ended up reading about satire. Okay, t- there are three types of satire. There's um two that we're kind of dancing between. That shows how clever this is. Oh amazing. I mean, I didn't even know, but found out by reading up on it. So we are using techniques from, it's called juvenile satire, but we'll call it attack satire, because I can't remember that. It's a a posh word, right? And it uses bitterness, ridicule, contempt and personal invective, as was the (laughs) case Mm -hmm. with you, where you were insulting those poor people from from London, and you you attack a target or an institution, right? So in this case, Brentford, right? So if you're a thin-skinned Brentford fan, that's all you're going to hear. You're going to hear the attack and Tunnel Vision gets employed. Except they're not the real target, are they, right? Because when you understand that we do this to everyone and you're not the intended audience, because as we've stressed, mm. I think on several occasions now, you may recall, Leeds United fans is our intended audience. We have to speak to the people. that are in t- It's our intended audience. It's not Brentford fans, is it? <laughs> it's not. But when you speak to them, you can like see that we are just holding up a mirror to ourselves and our audience, right? And then, this is the other bit of satire, great. It's called Horatian satire which is called basically poking fun. You are poking holes in norms and behaviours and it laughs at human folly, like both in its cast members, Mm -hmm. us, you being miserable, the eternal pessimist and so on and so forth, and its audience, right? And that's all we've done, is everybody is just poking fun at us. We are laughing at ourselves and it's a shame we've had to explain that because our audience, our intended audience, gets this.
3: Well, admittedly, it was the day of the game Emotions run high, don't they, at football? I'm sure having a day to rest on it, they'll have calmed down. Oh, no. <laughs> no still, the, still going the day after? He's still going now. He's going... I think he's realised he's got really cross with Leeds fans. Should we, we
2: should just stress as well, 32 minutes in, the December the 2nd episode.
3: <laughs> and he's giving it the... Look, a lot of my best friends are Leeds fans, <laughs> but these guys...
1: Yeah, extremists. I've got a lot of Leeds friends. I talk to them all the time. Leeds are very different in the way that they approach football matches, and this is not about banter. And we're going to talk about this a little bit later and stuff like that. That they can get just really bitter, like you know, it just it's just it. Listen, we all love football, we all love our team, we all talk about it, but things are on a different, they're just on a different level in Leeds, and I've seen it when they with their Ben White campaign and all the other things we do. So we're not taking it personally as Brentford fans because I, I see that they do it to everyone, but it's 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 it's, it's just different, and. Um, there was a lot of bitterness going on yesterday before the match our beef with Squareball which we'll talk about a little bit later <laughs> considering they've not taken it
2: personally they're talking about it a we're lot We're going to talk we're
3: going to talk
1: about that later because we
3: haven't already <laughs> Yeah but again kind just point you use the word bitterness it, it's a comedy device within mm. the attack uh, satire and also I like the fact that he was offended at the Ben White thing as well because <laughs> that was again
2: yeah, it was just taking the piss. It was a joke. Yeah, because we weren't going to get him. So, what can we do? We can swing our dicks around because we can swamp your social media and do free Ben White. It's just a bit of fun, isn't it?
3: Yeah. On a different. The, the way he's talking, it was as if we'd. When, when you hear people say, like, oh, that, that sort of stuff doesn't really belong in football, it's generally about people mocking tragedies or, you know, a particular fan who's got, you know, like, has something that's kind of. that you shouldn't pick on. But this is just. Been really generic, saying they had a Lego stadium. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, that's too much. Yeah. You can't say that. Yeah. And Thomas Franks has said, lovely. But I said, like, they sing, we're just the bus stop in
2: Hounslow, which is exactly the right thing to do because they're taking the insult about the perceived weakness, their small size, and then they weaponize it when they're in front. So, for example, when they're in front and it's 2 1 and they're singing to us, we're just the bus stop in Hounslow, it's the same point. Their fans en masse, at large, get it. You know, it's not difficult to understand.
3: Within their podcast, a bit like ours with the heroes and villains things, they've got, I think, they award, like a stinker, or who,
1: who's the candidate for this week or something. Um, and yeah, you can, you can guess the rest. But I have to admit, we listened to it. And if you want to check it out, the 2nd of December version from about 32 minutes on or something like that, they were absolute. honestly, it was on a different level again, it's like I said to you, I don't know if it's just a Leeds thing or whatever it is, but they just went on. And, and they came back to us later saying, oh, don't you like banter? And, you know, this is about what fanzines are all about. Listen, we know we've been doing fanzines for 30, 30, 40 years. We know what jokes are about. You listen to our thing. We joke and we take the mickey out of people and everything like that. But you're also quite balanced. But there's no balance at all. It was almost like quite bitter and quite horrible and quite nasty. And also it wasn't even factually correct. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if it's funny, it's got to be Funny, but it's, it wasn't funny, but it wasn't factually correct. And there was no kind of information. It was just jibing and talking about, you know, us as a fanzine, talking about Brentford, how Brentford shouldn't be in the Premier League. Everyone has their opinion. But, you know, sort of if you've got delusions of grandeur, you know, it's kind of like, well, you know, you. I'm just noting a theme here. That's all. Just a common thread running through these clips you should be but we shouldn't be why because you've got more fans than us like i'm saying but you haven't got more points than us so what makes you feel that you should be in the in the league more than we can because we've we've actually won more games than you it's that like really weird like situation and you have to listen to it because it's really hard but we went up to that game really chilled but then after that it really hyped us up for the match as well and then all i can say is that we spoke to a few of the coaching shut off and they had listened to it as well so i think it might have hyped up a few of the players as well so thank you very much scrabble <laughs>
4: Brilliant.
3: Being passed around. I love the idea of Pontus Jansen listening to it and just be like, yeah. <laughs> have yeah. you heard what they've been saying about us? I mean, oh, I'll tell you one thing I can correct him on there. He says, you know, you will listen to our thing. I don't. <laughs> I'll listen to it this week because we do this bit well, of the hang podcast. On a second,
2: Michael, you're obsessed. What are you in about?
3: Yeah, that, that is true. Because we have spoken about at least twice this season already. I mean, the uh, the thing about not being factually correct. I know, mean, that's I'll, fine. Yeah, we would. Did, did we miss? Did we say it holds 17,000 people and it holds 17,462 or something? Will we. I, I, he gets close to the point as well, saying things can only be funny if they're factually correct. But then he realizes that's a daft thing to say. So he goes, <laughs> and he, it wasn't funny and it wasn't factually correct. I mean,
2: and if you come into this show for factually correct things, I mean, you're, if, you're in the wrong place. If,
4: you have got to put in the preview in the prep sheet. Didn't you? So that, yeah, we weren't heavy on facts, were we?
3: No, not not entirely. No, that's how that's how little I think of them. I didn't even do any any. I didn't even put them on the prep sheet. That's how obsessed you are because I was thinking about Crystal Palace instead, um, which came first, and then I was like, "Oh shit, there's another game." You were thinking about QPR, weren't you? That's the one. Yeah, I had loads of stuff about Les Ferdinand on it. To be honest, it was uh, it was a shame he wasn't playing, <laughs> right. Is this the last one from them? It keeps going. Um, Can I just say, 32 minutes in. This is someone else <laughs> with on their podcast, again, having a go at us for talking. He's having a go at us here for talking about Brentford in the Brentford preview. Right. We'll, we'll come back to that, probably.
8: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, no, I mean, I I, I I, agree. You know, Banter's got a brilliant place in football, but and so humour, but, you know... Um, bitter, bitter. Like, I'm trying to say that there there isn't a rivalry, but spending 20 25 minutes <laughs> having a go at us, like we, we it's not it's something we in, instigated. We're just going up to Leeds uh, to, you know, we have had some great games with Leeds over the last few years, and they've been very close. Some of them, some of them we've won, a couple of them that, that they've won. You would have thought that, you know, that that they would have taken that on board. You know, it's, it's manners, to be honest with you, as well. You know slagging us off for our stadium slagging us off for everything it's just like it's odd if there's no rivalry well don't <laughs> don't, don't don't talk about us so obsessively I mean it, it really they we are under their skin and um it's, it's quite in that respect it's quite funny so um yeah. crack on lads
2: we'll do tree frog I mean there's so much to go out in there rivalry there is no rivalry and we need to just say if you I mean like look on YouTube if, if it's a better medium for it, because on YouTube, you'll find we divide the weekly show into three bits, just so it's a little bit more digestible. In the middle bit, where we um, we did the Brentford preview, it's got a big graphic on it mm. that's been made by a graphic designer, and it says on it "Palace Brentford Preview," mm. doesn't it? Preview, and
3: it's that we do that every week yeah. wherever we're playing.
2: Because, like, I don't know if you, again the way that the Premier League's constructed is you play every team twice between about sort of August and May, isn't it? I think that they generally do it. These Even days. the teams
3: that don't deserve to be in there, you have to yeah. play them twice. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> rules are rules, eh? And then they schedule these fixtures one after the other throughout that sort of nine, 10 month mm. window, don't they? And, and then they publish them and they're called fixtures. And then what you do is you look down the fixtures. And if you're doing like a weekly show like this, you look at the fixtures that are coming up and you'll probably talk about them mm. because I, I think it'd probably be really hard to do a preview section without talking about the club that you're about to play. Mm. What do you think?
3: Yeah, but it's banter's got a place though. And what we did was, was not, was it not? It was too much. It was, was it all about manners? <sighs> manners are gone. I mean, if, my mum would be cross if she knew I'd been accused of having no manners. Mm. That's why I love football, though. I love going to the football to be well-mannered. That's the reason, <laughs> the reason I go to Ellen Road, <laughs> to
4: balanced, be really polite.
2: Balanced, well-mannered. That's what football is, is, what football is all about. Exactly, isn't yeah. It? yeah. And um, they're under our skin, aren't they? Just so because we've we poked fun at a few of their elements of their club. In like, and then having to explain how it works. Like, So, for example, we poke fun at their stadium because it's brand new and looks a bit like Legoland, okay? Our stadium is falling apart.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But but we love it because it's shit and falling apart. People yeah. often slag off in, within this section of listening to other fans, people often will say It's an absolute shit It's an absolute dump. Like w- which which it is. The seats don't face the pitch. Good. Yeah. I- I'm pleased with that. <laughs> it, um,
2: there was that, that roof that you were under, if you actually came, you did you didn't because you, you all got very angry. That had asbestos in it until fairly recently, which is mm-hmm. I don't if you've heard that's quite bad.
3: Yeah. They took it out though. But, but you know how upset I get when people slag a Ellen Road? Not at all. <laughs> because <laughs> I like it anyway. Mm hmm. So just you just move on, don't you? Yeah. Well, I was thinking uh
4: one of the first times I probably fell in love with Leeds was my dad took me to Masters Football in Sheffield and Leeds had a team in there and I saw Sheffield United fans and Sheffield Wednesday fans arm in arm drinking beers, singing We All Hate Leeds scum and I thought, <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: And you know, it's
4: like fine,
2: you know, enjoy your stadium. It's fine. It's perfectly inoffensive, which
3: is what Brentford are. It's a big rivalry and we you know it is, Dan. Yeah. Don't pretend otherwise. Well, no,
2: I haven't slept since thinking about it. Uh, didn't win, though, did they? That's just one thing to observe. They didn't win. No. And didn't get but, it to throw it they, back in our faces. But do you know what? Had they won that game, I would have quite openly welcomed them throwing it back in our faces because we would have deserved it mm. and just taken it on the chin.
3: And also... But, but e- as, as equally, it is, what I've heard is...
5: <laughs>
3: and equally, if they'd have won, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have invalidated what we said. Which, was, <laughs> which I... Uh... <laughs> just stand by I find this day and age it's important to double down Michael I'll be honest if they could get 100 <laughs> points in the Premier League and we could get none and I would still think we deserve to be in there ahead of them <laughs> because that's the way football works <laughs> they could have they could have won that game 10-0 and I would to have changed my opinion the <laughs> thing is I've never thought they were a bad side Yeah, I even I even said in the preview because I listened back to it to check none of my um, more libelous things I said about Thomas Frank got through but they didn't and that's good and I even said that they're a good team and they they were really good in the championship and I thought that when they came up that they'd have a style of play that would probably actually be all right in the Premier League I remember you saying that and and I thought they'd stay up said all that that was nice Mm -hmm. thank you very much didn't listen to that bit obviously just um just while we're on this these besotted
2: characters I just want to just go quickly to Twitter I know this isn't great but can you can you see that that's their uh, Twitter account okay remember that we're obsessed with them yeah Mm. what does that show what does that that Show their, their Twitter account.
3: It shows that you you that you've got a follow button that you can click.
2: Yeah, but now you see that
3: it follows you, bit yeah. follows you. <laughs>
2: so be sorted follows you. See, you know that bit where you can click the follow button. What does yeah. that show?
3: It shows that you don't follow. It shows them. that we don't follow them. Mm. It's it's an obsession. I like to keep from a distance. <laughs> uh, I don't know about you. One of your burner accounts. because <laughs> You don't want it. You don't want it to
2: be re- revealed. But um. We do appreciate the extra traffic you've driven our way because they've talked us up so much, like loads of cross-promotion, and hopefully this will do the same for you. People will um, go and listen to the besotted stuff and it'll help in terms of you know figures and a bit of ad revenue for you and stuff because football family, that's what it's all about, isn't it? it? And if you don't take it too seriously, it is just a knockabout on the internet.
3: Yeah, I just hope I, I, hope, um, I hope no kids, Brentford kids listen to this podcast though because it's
2: sickening. Are mm. oh, the ice cream vans here by as well? Again, <laughs> re-
3: again regular listeners w- will know that we have an ice
2: cream van that comes around when we record every lunchtime so uh, that's that that you just heard in the background go on then
3: let's wrap it up with these lot then. well they did they did eventually talk about the game oh the they sort did of it, um, and it was complaining about did they
2: point out what happened in the game 32 minutes in <laughs> on December the 2nd I know
3: I don't keep mentioning it but it's you, you really need to listen to this <laughs> it's the 3rd of December episode 35 minutes in uh, anyway but yeah they were complaining that um, there was too much injury time
1: oh, for me it was the timekeeping I mean where? how did we end up with 5 minutes of stoppage time in that second half um, there wasn't many particular injuries uh, I know there were three goals and, and the substitutions coming on but to me that looked like a three or four minute stoppage and, and of course they scored as the clock ticked into that vital fifth minute so and and so the, is, is it the timekeeping is the referee is the overall officiating overall officiating wasn't wasn't too bad it's that timekeeping piece uh, between the okay. yeah so it's the clock it's the, the leads clock. clock it's, the, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, their own personal timekeeping sort of time zone thing <laughs>
2: you see what he's done he's done the same thing he's used, the, he's used satire he's employed satire there, hasn't he to suggest that we were manipulating the clock mm. um, to damage them that's which
4: really, obviously that's we know, really you know, bitter I, I you think, think, that, think so? bad manners I, yeah I think they need to be a bit more respectful
3: are there had good manners to not criticise the referee who, diz, who is the one who decides the time <laughs> yeah. but he's like no I'm not going to criticise the referee because he's a great he's a great lad doing. he's doing a tough job and that's what we sing at referees we say you're doing a good job under often difficult circumstances <laughs> yep <laughs> It's about showing so, respect, well respect, so well done, so well done, Wendell, and yeah. without you, thank you, they won't be your game, yeah. so thank you for refereeing it. There's only one David Coot. All so, that sort of yeah. stuff. But he's wrong. I was bitter enough to go back to the Canos goal and look at the stoppages. Well, just before you Loads. get into that,
2: he, he actually said, I know there were all the subs and that. Well, as a rule of thumb, I think they allow 30 seconds per sub, and there were how many subs? There were five subs in the second half. So goal. five subs. So that that alone is two and a half minutes, isn't it? Mm. Of, of the five. So let's get into the rest of it
3: then. Well, the Canovas goal—that was a full minute that it was stopped because there was obviously the—he went over and headbutted that pint glass. Didn't he, he did, yeah. <laughs> so that was a full minute. They took 34 seconds over a goal kick at one point, which was ridiculous. Like he should have been booked for that very clearly because he had the ball and was just not refusing to. You mean part a, with a
2: goal it. kick in his hands, or from no,
3: from the, from the dead from ball line? The dead ball line, but he had the ball for like a full 30 seconds, just doing nothing with it. Um, when Jackie got a book in, that was another 45 seconds. Can, they
2: were, can I just stop you for a second before you go any further? So what you've done is you've gone back and watched this video in order to ascertain what is factually correct. Correct, yes. You've, you've gone and analysed the data. Factually correct, okay. Yep. That's important. Um, that's an, I feel that's an important thing to note.
3: And, and I'm aware that when the it's not an in-play clock in football. You know, when ball goes out for throw-ins or whatever, it's not like it stops. Yeah. Maybe it should be. But for free kicks and stuff, it should if it's a if it's a lengthy kind of stoppage for a free kick or whatever, they, they do tend to stop it. So yeah, when when Jackie was booked, that was forty five seconds because they stayed down. There was the Bamford one, which it was only twenty seconds, but it was the most ridiculous situation where there was a player stood near the ball to take the free kick and he ran away from it. So to yeah. waste to waste a bit more time. Then click when he got his book in, someone was down for fifty five seconds. When Rafa got his book in, it was that was on the edge of the box where they can't remember who took the who took the free kick now, but I think it hit the wall or went over or something. But that was a, a minute and fourteen. But then one of their subs then took forty seconds. They took thirty-five seconds to restart play after a Bamford, after a Bamford offside. And then even the calling that led to our goal, their keeper pretended to be injured and was down for like 25, 30 seconds as well. And, and, and
2: we also saw David Coote, who did a fine job under difficult circumstances, mm. as, as we've we've already acknowledged, telling them to hurry up. So it's almost like there was a visual representation of their of their time wasting.
3: Yeah. But mm. I, so I tottened those up. I didn't stop for throw-ins or anything. But totting those up, that's six and a half minutes from the Cannot goal, so it's fine. I, I thought I thought it was without doing that. I thought it was quite obvious just from watching the game that yeah, there were there was hardly any ball in play in that last twenty minutes. So
2: that's it then for for the besotted uh, mm. stuff on propaganda. Um, as you know, because we're obsessed with Brentford, we will no doubt be talking about them next week, the week after, mm-hmm. the week after that, all the way through to our end of season tie in May, won't we? Yes, listening keenly.
3: It's the one. It's the big. It's a big game, isn't it? It's one we're all looking forward to. at The end of the season as well, the big trip down to the um to the old Lego Lego Land. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll be um just tense until that game. I think. Yeah, Wait, waiting for
2: waiting for the big. But it's quite fitting that it's the end of the season, though, isn't it? Because it's like, like a cup final. Well, yeah. We, we, so you know, you know, you know, we might get to Oh no, we won't. Got West Ham. Uh, so at least we get a cup final mm. this season by playing at Brentford's new stadium. So okay, thanks for that. I'm glad we cleared all that up and we got into the rules of satire. To have to explain why you shouldn't be a thin-skinned baby about football and it's just a bit of fun. Anyway, on that note, the City gent.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it just because it, it just reminded me of it. This was in the very early days of us doing the magazine. that We'd played Bradford in the League Cup. We just seemed to get them every year in it, I think. But we'd done some some very light slagging off of Bradford in the in the back of a um, the magazine. I think we used to run a section about teams we were playing. A bit like we do now on the podcast, yeah, right? Yeah. We do like a bit of a thing where we just take the piss of them. Is that a we, magazine aimed at Leeds fans? Uh, yes. Of, yeah, but clearly, photocopies of this were circulating the pubs of Bradford at the time. <laughs> and they were like, "Look, oh, but was what? it was it a rage copy?" They have said. So we got an email from I've I've still got the email because um it's, it's just on my my archived Gmail. But someone uh, someone got in touch. M. Neal got in touch to say I'm involved in City Gent, the award-winning Bradford City fanzine. It's, like, how... it's
2: slightly older than square ball, isn't it, City, Jen? Mm. So and I know they've, they've struggled a bit in recent seasons. Just on behalf of the football family, I just want to say I hope they get they continue doing it because it's important to have independent voices.
3: Correct. Yeah. That's our game today. I was given a photocopy of We All Hate Leeds Scum, which was the name of the uh, the section, in which one of your writers incorrectly gives reasons as to why Bradford City have a complete disregard and intense dislike of anything connected with your club. It's nothing to do with the chip van at Oddsall, or habit, or jealousy, just what have you won in 20 years, or because you claim to be a bigger club. Claim to be. I can give you the real reasons, but it won't make pretty reading and won't do anything to improve the image of your club. The only correct bit of the article is where you say hating Leeds is a national pastime. Have you ever considered why and thought, I really don't want my club to have this tag attached to it? Mm. You should. Why? Because this prevents you from ever becoming a really big club as Manchester United, etc. This is a serious offer to write a piece which will put the record correct once and for all. Best regards, M. Mm. That I mean, that's, that's quite hard hitting. So I replied to him. Perhaps flippantly, perhaps <laughs> perhaps arrogantly, perhaps even um, bitterly, I just said, hi, Mark, sounds good. Send it over, and we'll try our best not to cry <laughs> So he replied
2: for which, for, which for which you deserve a medal quite so well.
3: he, he replied, "That's the problem with you, your bloody, disrespectful attitude to all of the clubs, and the reason why you are totally disliked, I will have to work on it. Mark, it came close to the <laughs> the print deadline, so I sent him a, a, a chaser on it. <laughs> He got back in touch. He said, "Um, I reconsidered my intention as I feel my very honest attempt at putting the record straight will not be taken seriously due to the obvious attitude which seems prevalent amongst a large majority of your supporters. Such an article will not serve to educate if the reader is not prepared to accept what is offered. Therefore, you won't be receiving anything. (laughs) Best wishes in everything you do except anything connected to Leeds, which he's put with the, the 666s in it. Oh, bless him. So, that was, that was the end of that. But it just reminded me of, yeah. it, of someone getting really far too cross about something. I remember was... you
2: forwarding that email to me at the time and just falling off my chair. We
3: did print the whole thing as well at the time, I remember. <laughs> we printed the entire um, email exchange <laughs> just to, to highlight the ridiculous childishness of it.
2: Yeah, and childishness, that's what it's about. I mean, you know, just going back to what you were saying before about only clubs that can be in the Premier League when you were, you were 13. Mm. Again, you, you know, we're holding up a mirror to ourselves and as the cast members on this show and our audience as well and pointing out the fact that ultimately we're just children at heart and it's it's childishness that pervades in football and that's what's at the
3: root of it, isn't it? But it, it, not for Mark. Mm. It's a serious thing. You need to. He wanted a, an audience searching yeah. for education as <sighs> to why, why Leeds United are hated. I, mean, I think most Leeds fans kind of know. Yeah, it's fucking great, isn't it? <laughs> but we obviously, but we obviously <laughs> wouldn't acknowledge that in an article uh, explaining why Bradford City fans don't like us. It's mm. more fun to say that they're jealous yeah. <laughs> because they're a tiny little club down the road. And uh, ironically, bitter. Very, yeah, very bitter, very bitter about Leeds. they still got the which, no, which you don't like to see in football. No, it is it is a shame. We should all just get along, shouldn't we? We should, shouldn't we? Yeah. Um, but staying with the local rivals, I suppose, of sorts. Um, hecky. Thank God. Uh, just, to, just to make you aware, if there's anyone
2: from Brentford still listening, this is not about Brentford. We actually cover. <laughs> it's called the wider world of propaganda. So it's other stuff that's been said. Yeah. People are kind of in our orbit. And if you're aware or not, um, Paul Heckingbottom was our previous
3: manager before mm-hmm. Marcelo Bielsa. It's normally a longer section yeah. than this, to be honest. But we've had a lot of um, yeah, we've had a lot of square ball references to cover off in yeah, this one. Well, I was so, going to say if you go back to 32 minutes in, you'll, so yeah. I'm keeping I'm keeping hecky short. Uh, yeah, he's not been in the job all that long. Has he? Just a couple of weeks. So he's he's only he's only halfway to achieving um, what he needs to there. So this is him following the uh, the Cardiff game,
8: a game that had a little bit of uh, everything. What do you make of your team's performance first off? Yeah, good with the ball. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Did he follow it up with anything nope, else? Yeah. Nope. Didn't mention if they were good without the ball, right? So, Suggest they weren't. Yeah, mm. good with it. Mm-hmm. So halfway there, it's getting it across. Are we
2: letting Sheffield United uh, in in our Premier League? Um,
3: yeah, I think so. They, they're allowed in it,
2: not necessarily well, co- all the time. Well, Brian Dean scored the first goal in the Premier League, didn't he? So yeah, the, there's that's kind true. of a,
3: there's kind of a heritage reason there. I'd certainly have him in consideration for bouncing between the two leagues, whereas Brentford I'd never allow in. Right, Brentford, even if they fin- even if they won the championship, they wouldn't be allowed to. No. <laughs> which, is, which I think is fair. <laughs> right, go on then. I'd, I'd promote, like I say, if Oldham finish fourth, give them the place because <laughs> yeah. they deserve it. Fourth in, league, that... fourth in league 2. That yeah, what exactly. What I mean? in, a that, in a way that Brentford never could.
2: Yeah, I mean, QPR, just bat your eyelids at us, you're in. Exactly. Fair enough. Exactly. Right, last one more clip then.
3: Last one, then, uh, just Arsenal fan TV. I thought I'd have a little look at how they were getting on because yeah. they obviously... Quite hilariously, lost to Everton yesterday. They've in the lost, last, they've lost,
2: they've lost more games than us of Arsenal, haven't they? Have they? I think See. so. Yeah, we've lost what five. Oh, no, no, uh, right. this, hmm.
3: They just not bothered drawing. They just let's have a look at what they're up to. But yeah, there's, I can't remember the guy's name. But there's the um, this is the bald fella who's the most cockney bloke in the world. it's like um, they've, they've also lost five. We've lost five. Yeah, um, okay,
2: same as us. But they are above Brentford in the league, just to contextualise. Because they've won more <laughs> games, just to let me you aware of that.
3: Arsenal are in. Arsenal, get, they do get to stay in the Premier League. Yeah, I will say. But yeah, this was, um, this was the very cockney Arsenal fan TV man at, at full-time and he was, he was rubbing his face while talking and it was all very difficult for him. But I enjoyed it.
1: Damari Gray done us over today. What is we going to do Can this cannot continue at this football club no more. Something has got to change.
3: They, are, they, play, they played us off the park today.
7: Seventh in the league again.
5: You know what I mean? Just absolute <laughs> prime points. That's what I sent over. Fuck, idiot in charge. Listen, we're meant to be, yeah? We're meant to be oh. in this in this big six, Lee, yeah? We're we meant to be in this big, big six, six we're yeah? in the
1: big six with this manager now. I've Last just, November. I told you, this is it. These three games to, we're, to, were just going to tell me everything I know about Mikel. Fuck off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do you know what I think? I think maybe they're going to look at changing Mikel Arteta probably when we beat him in a couple of weeks. Fuck off! (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, someone like Thomas Frank's going to want to go to a big club eventually, Mm. isn't he? You know, like, actually test himself, you know, properly in the Premier League. That's true. Playing Uh, in front of a big stadium. Big stadium, yeah. Really well-designed stadium. Uh, Big crowds, obviously notably hostile at the Emirates, yeah. team with some potential. Won't even have to move house, would he? No, I mean, a ta- he's a talented coach. He well, probably, was...
3: probably wants though, because a team like Arsenal can pay a decent wage. whereas yeah. Brentford, obviously, is kind of scraping about. They don't spend some... any money, do they? No, he's, he's probably in um, he's probably in rented accommodation with all be sorted, mm. listening to the podcast of other of other teams. Yeah, so we're in good. Luck. I mean, we've always said Thomas
2: Frank, great guy, good coach,
3: really good guy. Mm-hmm. Always liked him, <laughs> and his hair uh,
2: says the, says the bald man. <laughs> <laughs> That does wrap up propaganda for uh, for this week. Hope you've enjoyed it. If you haven't, be sure to let
3: us know and we can ignore you. And if you've picked this up because someone's handed you a, a cassette in a, a West London pub or yeah. something and been like, "Mate, hey, I've got a copy of this. You want to... Uh, it's hard-hitting. want to listen to this? You yeah. won't
2: believe it. Three blokes sat in a room making really cheap jokes, <laughs> cheap, and ob- ob- cheap and obvious jokes about football teams. You're going to be furious. I wonder how many times I just realized that show was, what was it? It's 32 minutes in there to listen to it from. Mm. And that bit was about 20, 25 minutes, the preview section. How many times could you listen to that fr- between London and, and <laughs> Ellen Road and your spiral in fury as you were getting closer and closer? Anyway, thank you for watching and listening. It's been an enjoyable one, hasn't it? I've enjoyed it. Thank you for, for your hard work as uh, as pulling together the facts as well, Michael, making mm. sure that we're factually accurate in this show. Good show. Thanks, Rob. We'll see you in a bit.
6: The Square Ball Podcast.